Welcome to One Quick Point, the strategy-focused podcast focused on the one key element communications and marketing professionals can use to be the critical link to their success. I'm your host, James Walker. Let's jump in. Happy New Year. Today, we're going to do a special edition of One Quick Point. Usually, we have a guest to share some of their expertise on a specific topic, but today I wanted to share something that's been on my mind for a few days, a little over a week now, actually. At the end of December, the article was posted by AdAge titled, The CMO Most Likely to Jump Jobs in 2021. For most of you listening, I'm sure this is not going to be a surprise. You've probably seen the article and also noted that the article was swiftly changed. It was about Netflix CMO, Bozema St. John. The article, after a lot of backlash online, primarily through Twitter, but also I saw even some commentary on LinkedIn about this, was shifted to the most in-demand CMO of 2020. Now, in true digital fashion, I went and I looked at it and I noticed the headline had changed, but they hadn't changed the headline in SEO. So the old headline was still popping up when I saw the article, but it didn't take long to dig and actually see the primary article and what they wrote first. And it was troubling for several reasons, which I'm sure you've seen, but I think the most comprehensive piece that I've seen that really captures the essence of it is, you know, from Essence Magazine. You know, you've seen the commentary. It basically looks at the situation and says, why are industry trade publications or anybody for that matter attacking one of the top CMOs, attacking one of the top black CMOs, attacking one of attacking one of the top black female CMOs? Why is this happening in terms of looking at somebody's entire career and basically saying, well, who's the most likely to jump jobs? There are so many other things you could look at here, but also just reducing it to that point is so simple. I almost don't even want to go into that aspect of it because it's been done so many places. And AdH has since apologized and they've they've come up with a new story, a new title that tells a little bit more of the story and they've reframed it to say that she's in demand and that's what they were looking at. But Regardless of what their intentions might have been with the first story or not, I do think that there's a lesson here for us to look at. And there are three areas that I wanted to explore and spend my time talking about today. The first is personal brand. The second is executive platforms, or you could call it professional platforms if that's better suited for you. And the third is company value. So I, you know, full disclaimer, never worked with Bozema. We're friends in my head. At some point, I'd love to work with her. But I've been a fan of the career that she has built and how she's managed her brand and her platform. And so I want to spend some time talking through that because I think that's going to unearth at least what I see as the lesson and what I see as, to be honest, how the situation changed from the first article to the second article. So first, if you aren't familiar with her career, quick run through here. She started off working for Spike DDB and had a great career moving through marketing quickly moved over into the PepsiCo lane and uh, through some rises was the head of music and entertainment marketing. She was at Beats, acquired by Apple, was the head of global consumer marketing there, Apple Music and iTunes. From there, she was Uber's chief brand officer. And I guess this is where they're going to start to say, okay, jumping a little bit because she was there for about a year, but the other roles were average tenure in my opinion. Then she was CMO at Endeavor and now she's CMO at Netflix. Major, major brands here. And I do have to ask, when are we going to stop blaming the candidates for job hopping? There's a great market out there with great opportunities for people who are hungry and interested in 
bigger challenges and let's be honest, in some cases, bigger salaries in order to go after something a little bit maybe more interesting to them. It's not really a candidate's fault or or an employee's fault if they see an opportunity, they see a match with the brand and that brand or that company also sees a match with them. It's just kind of what happens, especially in the marketing game, especially when you get to a certain level. When you look at what has gone on across her career, yes, she's made several jumps, but we cannot simply just look at the tenure. She's worked with some of the biggest brands, and I, I would argue that the biggest brand that Bozema's worked for is her own. With each role she's taken, she's brought the confidence that she's become known for, the big hair, the pops of color, the bold culture-centric marketing smarts. All of that is what's packaged in, and she's brought that to each of her roles. If you don't believe me, I think you should go back and look at her 2016 WWDC demo for the new overhaul version of Apple Music. I think few people can do what she did in five minutes. She brought emotion to that situation. She brought fun to it. And I'm a music fan, so I love the fact that the music was the thing that she was advertising, the tool to access the music, of course, Apple Music. But she made it fun by incorporating music into the experience and even got people bopping and moving to Rapper's Delight. And that brings in not only something that we all just love, but it's also a specific cultural element. She brought up some Ghanaian music, things that just weren't present on the stage. So it wasn't just that she was, and some people like to argue, we're in the space where hiring a Black executive might be just bringing in culture and you're kind of bringing a window dressing piece to it. Not the case here. There is a cultural aspect that's being brought into the work and makes it more interesting and makes it better. So I think that was a fun talk and a good example of, if you just look at her in a moment in time, she's bringing a unique energy and a unique perspective to the work that she's doing. So that is a little bit of that brand piece here. The confidence, the color, just her persona, And I do come back to the big hair because like when she's here, you're going to see her, you're going to know her because of how she is. That is her brand. And I think it's very authentic to who she is, but it also comes with the marketing smarts. And that's why you see her continue to rise from role to role to role. All right. We said we're going to talk about her, her brand and her platform. Now, from a branding perspective, these are things that she's become known for. But when you start to shift that down It's great that we have a personal brand. People know you for things. It's great. Now, where you start to get more, I think, strategic with it is when you use that brand and you start to shift it into a platform. The big difference to me between a brand and a platform is a personal brand is your your reputation. It's great. It can unlock things for you. You can get a job opportunity from that. You may be able to get paid based on that job opportunity or something else based on that. But it doesn't give you this full visibility and I think this full opportunity to leverage not only who you are, but what you can do. I think a platform is a perfect place for you to build something that you can leverage. A platform is something that you physically build. It's a foundation. And when you start to stack things on top of that platform, to me, that's when you're building the maximum level of your career or the maximum level of opportunity for yourself. So if I were to look at her platform, and think about what that is, the the core components or the pillars that are under that are authenticity. If you look at her talks, she's always talking about being authentic, bring your whole self to work, being who you are. There's a lot there. The second, owning your power. Particularly, you'll see her have a lens on women and women of color, how they can think about and show up in ways that they are allowed to, and maybe if they're not allowed to, they make the space for themselves to own their power. 
that's in boardrooms, that's in conferences, that's in meetings, that is in everything you're doing. And I think she embodies that. That's a part of, your, you know, you talk about connection between your brand and your platform. The confidence piece is coming in here through this own your power piece. She has a confident brand attribute. She is living this and expanding it through her platform where she is talking about owning your power. The third one is thriving after tragedy. If you know her and if you've seen her in a few different interviews, you know that she has quite a story to tell from a personal perspective that has shaped who she is. And if you think about it, it goes back into that authentic piece because it shapes who she is. So this means that it's going to shape how she works. It's going to shape what she talks about. It's going to shape what she feels is important. And this is all connected. So the thriving after tragedy piece is, of course, she lost her husband um, to cancer, I believe, um, early, early on. And she talks about how she got to reconcile with that, rec- reconcile, you know, being a mom and losing your partner, but also, you know, the father of your, of your child. And then thinking about what life is like after that. And some would say, okay, that's a part of your personal life, but it's not really built into this. But because it's so intertwined and connected to everything she is, she has built a platform pillar out of this. And she's talking about this and was recently announced as the author of a book that's going to be focused on this very topic. Uh, The book's called The Urgent Life, A Story of Love, Grief, and Survival. Now, you may say, okay, why are we kind of going back and forth and digging to all of these things? Finding out who you are and how you want to be and building that brand is important, and it's great because it gives you that core, and you can build out around the core. The next level is the platform. And you can see here that your brand should be connected to that platform you build. Now, the other key piece that I didn't mention is the platform is not just something you have that's bigger. It's something you have that's bigger that allows you to do bigger things. It allows you to have a bigger impact. And I think as people in any walk of life, we all have the opportunity to build a brand, but then also build the platform. And the platform is so important because it allows you to have impact. And that's so important to me. What are we here on this earth to do? What are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be creating impact and some sort of positive impact in some way, shape, or form. But it's hard to do that if you don't have a platform because it's going to give you some organization. It's going to give you some focus. You're going to know what to talk about. You're going to know what things to aim for because you have a goal and you have an impact that you are trying to create. And everything you're doing and how you live and everything else, if it's truly authentic, it's going to all guide you in that direction. So a platform is, to me, a platform is the next natural step towards making your brand bigger and making yourself more impactful and how you live and work and operate in the world is so big. So I'm going to go back over this again. We said we were going to talk about Bozema, her brand, and her platform. So we talked about the core attributes for her, how she shows up. That's what, that's what people know her for, how she works, how she is, her personality, what she's bringing to the table. People know her for that. But this platform that she's building I really see it centering around those three themes of authenticity, owning your power, and thriving after tragedy. Now, the reason you build a platform is so that you can create impact. It is not for visibility for visibility's sake. You're being visible so that you can spread a message. You're spreading that message or you're completing an action in order to impact other people's lives, to impact other things, to do things that are very big. Personal brand is great. You can live on Instagram with your personal brand living out in the world and trying to change things in the world, you need a platform. And she's built that. Now, this platform is used and leveraged in many different ways. If you're thinking about 
and this is all me conjecturing, why this platform is so important to her, why she's built it the way she's built it. It's so that she can make space for other people. Many black executives, many executives of color will tell you they've come up in a space where there's no one else like them. They don't see anybody else like them in these rooms. No one's thinking like them coming up with the ideas that they have. And so when you're thinking about some spaces like, when you're thinking about some spaces like marketing, advertising, public relations, communications, there are not many people of color around, let alone at senior levels. So this authentic piece, bringing your whole self to work, she'll tell you many stories and you can see it, of how she has thought through how she shows up because she knows she has a big personality. She knows that there's a specific way. And uh, I think the, the story that I saw her talk through was this uh, this advice she got from someone who said that she should never wear the color red. And she, I, I think it was, it was clothing, lipstick, all of that. She shouldn't wear the color red because it was going to give off the wrong impression. She's talked about it. The thought of, does that make her seem too aggressive, too big, too that? And she said that that was the best advice she could have gotten because she doubled down on that and went a completely different direction. So that authenticity piece is her doubling down on who she really is and not being afraid to show that. Now, why is that important? Because you're in a space where if you don't feel like you fit and you stand out, that can be possibly a negative thing. So when you think about this conversation around diversity, a big conversation piece is just being in the room. Now, when you're in the room now, The next piece is, are you free to operate? Are you on the same playing field as everybody else, the same level? Are your ideas as valued as their ideas from an objective standpoint? Sometimes these nonverbal cues, these other pieces of things that are verbal cues, the way you speak, the way you look, how you interact with others, the friendships you have with people, all of this kind of baked in. And what I think she's doing by having such a big personality and drilling in this idea of authenticity is she's making it okay for her to be her. And then the idea is, if I can spur enough conversation, it's okay for you to be you. You could take this same type of approach with my personal life and how I bring it into the workplace or how I bring it into a conversation about the workplace via my platform with Alexis Ohanian. So you think about that, completely different space, Reddit co-founder, but then you also think about his more recent platform where he's talking about parental leave. He's recently become a dad. He's been talking about how it's crazy that there is double levels of parental leave. And I can say this as a father of two, having worked two different places when my two kids were born, drastically different in terms of what leave was. When my daughter was born, I only had two weeks, which at the time I didn't know what to do. First time dad, two weeks was was <laughs> certainly not enough to kind of get the hang of things and figure it out and be helpful, but it, it's what I had. And then my next employer had six weeks when my son was born, which was a drastic difference. Once you get your swing of it, it never really feels like enough time, but it was amazing to have that time. So Alexis has made this big piece about the fact that it's okay for not only we need to create space for dads to take time off and have similar, if not the same amount of time as women, and we probably need to rethink leave in general, but also that it's okay to do it because there are many people who have leave and don't take the full leave, men as well as, as women. But the focus on the men pieces, I think, is important. And he's he's coming at that from some place where he's a leader of a company. He's, he's big in the tech space and the entrepreneurship space. And he had to show to himself and to others that it would be okay to step away to be a dad. And that's a big part of his platform. He's trying to create impact by messaging around this and by focusing on this and having pointed conversations around this. She's doing the same around authenticity. That owning your power piece is the same thing. I think that that's clear as day. 
being a female executive and then adding on being a black female executive working in these spaces where there are not many others like her it's hard and in order to operate successfully in that you have to own your power you have to know who you are you have to be unflappable in certain cases you look at this article that just came out and even though it was changed and there was an apology you have to wonder looking from the outside in what that does to a person i think she was recently in a conversation with tiffany r warren now EVP uh, heading up DNI for Sony and leader of ad color, of course. She was talking with her about the fact that as much as all this is going on, she's got a big personality and everything else, that people are human. Things bother you. And it's very important for any executive, anybody, forget executive, any person, uh, working in a corporate environment is tough. Things happen. <laughs> That's the, 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 the nicest and easiest way to say it. Things happen. And it's so important for you to know who you are and for groups that maybe not feel, maybe not feeling as welcome, it's important for you to have that, that space where you not only know who you are and be centered and everything else, but that you can own that power and you can leverage that power and be successful and just as successful as everybody else. And even more, if that's what you're aiming to be. And lastly, this thriving after tragedy piece. When I work with executives on platforms, I always think through not only what their story is from a professional standpoint, but what their story is from a personal standpoint. Because a lot of executives are looking at these platforms as a way to be visible, as a way to get some promotion or an accolade or something else. Can't begrudge them that. But as you know earlier, as I went into it, I feel like the platforms that executives should be building are very important and they should be built with the purpose of creating impact. And in order for you to create impact, you have to not only show up in an authentic manner, you also have to be relatable. And one of the things that I think makes people relatable is sharing their own personal story. There's many different ways that you can relate and connect with people. And if it's possible, I always try to get them to share a little bit about their life as part of this. Being able to tell some of those stories are important. They make you relatable, but they also show that you have a certain personality, a certain skill, a certain demeanor that I think is important for people to relate to, to get, to understand. And I think they value it at some level. It also, just to be honest, makes you more interesting when you have that personal aspect built in. So I think that this thriving after tragedy piece is very important for her because it is a key part of who she is. It will forever be a part of her life. But it also is showing you a little bit about the grit, the determination, the focus, the hungriness of it. And I think she'll get into this in her book, of course, The Urgent Life. She's talked about how it's changed how you feel about things. You get this life is short piece a little bit more and what that means and what you're going to do with your life. It might change after you've gone something like that. So I think it's important to balance that professional and personal. And you see that here in these three pillars, at least I've identified. Now, you got to remember the keys to the success with executive platforms are authenticity, consistency, and differentiation. You want to tell a personal story. You want to be authentic. Tell, tell it like it is as much as possible. The consistency, you got to keep showing up. You have to keep showing up in the same way. And you have to keep showing up in a way that's connected to your brand. Your brand has to be in alignment with your platform. The last piece of this is differentiation. We're actually different, so this shouldn't be hard. But you'd be surprised at how, you know, left unguarded, if you were to sit a bunch of executives down and say, like, okay, you're going to build a platform. What things do you want to be known for? And what change do you want to make? What do you want to, you know, what kind of impact do you want to have in the world? Almost, uh, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say about 75% would say the same thing. Because at some level, we've been conditioned to 
think like there's one way to success. There's one idea of how you show up as, as a successful person. And that's just not the case. There's one way to impact. That's not the case. So you really need to differentiate yourself. Be specific about what you want to do, how you want to shake the world in some way, shape, or form, and really try to go for that. Build a platform around that. That's going to be more interesting. It's going to be more successful because you're going to engage more people because it's not like everything else that everybody's ever heard. So to me, these are the things that are going to need to be successful. You want to be authentic, you want to be consistent, and you want to differentiate yourself in some way, shape, or form. And I keep going back to the organization, the brand, who you are. The platform that you're going to build for the purpose of impact, that part is key. Now, if you're going to be successful with it, you give me the authenticity, but you keep showing up. You keep showing up and you keep showing up with that message and you figure out the way to leverage that and you figure out the way to create impact and action within yourself and others with that. And you show me some differentiation so I actually feel interested and compelled to pay attention and, and take action on basically what you want me to do. So those are the three things there. If you can achieve all those three things, you've got a great platform. Now that platform has to be leveraged in some way, shape, or form. And if you have both of them, there's a bit of a back and forth between your brand and your platform. Because your brand is who you are. It's what you're living. Your platform is what you're communicating and what your actions are. It, it all feeds in together. So let's go back to Bozeman and think about this. The brand <laughs> and a little bit of the platform, because some people Twitter is their platform. Uh, way back in the day, back in the dark ages of 2011 and 2012, when Twitter was like reigning as everything and social media was feeling still kind of new, our handles badass bows. Talk about differentiation. People aren't looking at Twitter handles and thinking about that. There were major debates about, you know, what's professional and what's not professional and all of this and that and the other. And here she is. She is badass bows. She's who she is. She's made a choice. That's that boldness. That's that big pop of color. It's a cultural. That's, that's, that's the confidence. That's, that's who she is. So when you think about that, she's had that. She's kept that badass moniker throughout almost everything she's done. So she has the badass workshop that she did, her own series, talking about negotiation, applying for jobs, networking, thinking about how you own your power in a room, all of that. She had a session on that. We also talked about how she's brought that thriving after tragedy piece into the urgent life. Just know that that's going to be a call to action for people to think about what they want to do and to really be pressing with their business. Don't wait. Tomorrow's not promised, but it's going to have a unique perspective because of the work that she's done. She has the Back to Biz podcast, that partnership with Katie Kirk. Think about that. Big time stuff here. Working with Katie Kirk and talking about a range of topics, interviewing folks. So big. Then she has the Harvard Anatomy of a Badass course. Now, I don't know many people that can say that they've done all this and they have a Harvard course that they're going to be teaching basically about themselves and, and what, they, what the work is that they've done and how they've built this level of authenticity and this brand that has carried them through a great career to date and it's not over yet. So I guess as much as I don't know her, it's clear that I'm a fan of the career that she's built, but I look at this and I just, I think the reason I'm kind of fanning over this the most is because to me, it's a clear articulation of how you can move from a brand into a platform and leverage that platform in a way with potential for impact. And I say the potential for impact. She's inspired thousands, probably you know close to a million maybe already in terms of her talks and what she's done and her POV on things. But there's a major potential for impact to come with the things that she's setting up. Think about those communities I mentioned, just women in the workplace, women of color, 
uh, just any any black executive trying to diversify the marketing space by their mere presence. So I think that there's a lot of impact that she could have here, and there's more. Because once you've built a strong brand and you have a platform that's strong, you can add layers to it. It's almost not even a pivot anymore because you're adding a layer. Whereas you have a brand, you build it in a very defined lane. And then if you want to change or do anything, you got to shift it. With a platform that's built on top of a brand that's strong, you can just add a layer. And that's another component of who you are versus you having to become somebody completely different. So I think that that's another benefit to to basically creating a platform. Now, the last part that we need to talk about here, we talked about the person, the brand, the platform, and what they're doing. What I wanted to also discuss here is that there is a bit of corporate value that's generated through each of these things that she's done, these roles that she's been in, because of the brand that she's built is very strong and it's very buzzy. Let's be honest. She's out there. It has benefited these brands because even the announcement of her hire generates news coverage. Oh, Bozema's headed here. Bozema's headed here. What will she do? How will it impact their brand? How will it impact their marketing? There's buzz around that and that brands, corporations benefit from that. Then the next piece of it is from a reputation standpoint, where we are in the landscape, to be honest, we've been there and they've been talking about diversity forever, but we're not going to shy away from the fact that her presence is giving them some points in terms of diversity in terms of having an executive, not only who's just here with window dressing, no, that has a unique POV and is going to infuse that into the work. So we just have to acknowledge that as well. So there's another benefit there. From a talent perspective, there are people out there who will want to work with her from her being here. There are people in the, in the organization that are going to benefit and be excited about the fact that she's there because she's a senior executive who's done the work. She's been a part of the Beyonce Super Bowl pieces. She's been a part of the launch of Apple Music. She's been driving so many other campaigns that it's just exciting to work with somebody like that. So this is even moving back from the diversity frame and just thinking about an executive that has a storied career because they worked on so many big brands. These are all things that provide benefit and corporate value. But I will say this, through all of the areas where I mentioned, okay, she's got the Back to Biz podcast, the Badass Workshop the book that she's writing, the Harvard course. That's just a few of the things that are going on. She's always at somebody's conference talking about a specific piece that relates to that platform that she's built. But every time they announce her, they announce her as the CMO, the chief brand officer of whatever the company is. Corporations are getting name recognition alongside you as you build your brand and extend this platform. And so I think that this idea that job hopping and bouncing around and and all of this as a negative really needs to be thrown out the window. Because if you're doing your job and you're building a brand for yourself and you're building a platform for yourself and you're doing your job, we, we take that as a given, that last part, the corporation is going to benefit from you being out there and doing all of this. And I think that her being out there led to some of this criticism that came through this article. But her being out there, building a strong brand that was authentic, that is authentic, led to a community of supporters that helped march that ad age article back to a place where it was acceptable for the moment. So I clearly am passionate about this. You can take this as my, my clearing call. This is, this is my, my message out to you all. Today's one quick point is this. Don't stop at a personal brand. Create a platform that allows you to have greater impact in the world, in your world, in whatever sphere you want it to be. But please do it. 
you have the potential to be out there doing more, saying more, influencing more, creating change. But in order to create that change and to create that impact, you need to have some structure and organization that are going to help guide you and guide your steps, guide your thoughts, guide your actions. And that's what a platform is going to do. So today's one quick point, once again, is don't stop at a personal brand. Create a platform that's going to allow you to have greater impact in your world. You're going to hear me talk a lot about it this year. I think this is the year people should be building platforms, not just a personal brand. Build platforms. Thank you for listening. And this is one quick point.